welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 This episode is brought to you by Hostfully, a company that helps you make beautiful guidebooks for your listing. Make your own at hostfully.com slash pad. And as a special for Get Paid for Your Pad listeners, you'll get a free guidebook consultation after you make your guidebook. Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of Get Paid for Your Pad, because we're going to do something new. From now on, every first day, we're going to have an episode in which I discuss the news around Airbnb that came out. And I will always have a guest. And a lot of the times it will be David, the co-founder of Hostly. David, how's it going? Hey, Jasper. It's going pretty well. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to doing this with you. Yeah, I'm excited too. I'm I'm really excited. This is fun. Um, we figured, uh, you know, everybody wants to know what's what's going on with Airbnb, and uh, instead of uh, setting up Google alerts or uh, you know scrolling through all these different articles on the internet, you can now just listen to this episode, and we'll uh, we'll keep you up to date. We'll do our best to pick the most interesting news stories that came out during the week, and we'll uh, and we'll share and discuss. And, uh, and we'll see how it goes. This is uh, new for us as well. But uh, I think we've got some really interesting topics to talk about. And uh, I think the first thing we'll, uh, we'll start with is that uh, Brian Chesky, the CEO of Airbnb, he uh, asked a question on Twitter. And he asked, if Airbnb could launch anything in 2017, what would it be? Now, he got a lot of replies. There was a very active Twitter party going on. There was uh, over 1,400 replies. The tweet has uh, 555 retweets. So a lot of people got engaged and uh, he's got, he got a lot of ideas. Uh, do you know how many, David? Oh, he got tons and it was uh, some great press for him beyond the Airbnb world. But everyone in the business world is talking about how it's a great way for a high-level CEO to stay connected with all his users. Right. Because he stayed on the on the platform on Twitter for hours and he was li- he was really talking uh, one-on-one to lots of people. He was uh, responding to all the different suggestions. He was joking around with people. It was uh, it seemed like a pretty fun thing. Lots of great ideas were presented and we got a nice little glimpse into what's in store for 2017 and beyond. Uh, it seemed like one of the most popular ones is loyalty program requests. So people who stay at more traditional hotels, you know, after a certain amount of nights, they get a free night. And that's not the case with Airbnb. So he acknowledged that was a popular request. And uh, we'll see if they're going to add some loyalty program this year. That would be pretty sweet. That's a very good addition. And yeah, I've, I've heard people uh, request this uh, before. Um, what are some of the other main ones that you saw? Well, some outside of the box ones, uh, some people were suggesting payment by Bitcoin. And I know of some other companies where it's pretty easy to do. They accept the Bitcoin payment and then they immediately have it converted to cash through another service. So they always have cash. They're not really dealing with Bitcoin. So 
uh, could be easy to implement and could get a lot more users on board. Uh, some other cool ideas, some improvements for search, some uh, group travel updates, uh, like splitting the cost amongst guests. So Jasper, if you and I were going to have an adventure somewhere and make it easy to, to pay, uh, that's something that Uber has done. Uh, for example, with with uh, getting lifts there, you can split it with people you're sharing rides. Yeah. Uh, so they seem pretty interested in that. Yeah, I think that's a really good addition. Because I actually have guests sometimes that have problems with the payment. Like somebody wants to pay uh, for the for the whole group, but uh, the amount is too high. You know, especially uh, people from uh, you know lower income countries. And so I get these questions sometimes where people say, "Hey, can I, you know, can I split up the payment or something?" and I don't think that's possible right now. Right, right. Another thing that was interesting, I thought, was having a validated internet speed test uh, that would be listed on the site. I guess lots of people have had trouble with their Wi-Fi access staying at an Airbnb. And uh, what I've seen some users do is actually do their own speed test and then take a screenshot of that and put that in the photo section of their listing so they can you know, validate, hey, this is what the Wi-Fi speed is. Uh, but if Airbnb did something themselves where you if they validated it, uh, that would be a, a cool feature for them to add. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm actually one of those people who put a screenshot of their uh, internet speed okay. nice. in their uh, picture. I don't know if you got the idea from they me. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but in, in fact, uh, I do always ask the Airbnb host before I make a booking, that's one question that I also always ask them: How fast is your internet? And sometimes, if I'm uh, if I'm not convinced, I even ask them to put up a picture in their uh, in their Airbnb listing. You know, so because the, the internet speed is so important to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, I I totally get that one. Also, uh, I see that uh, some of the most popular questions were about uh, experiences, um, which is kind of confusing because because they they've already launched that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of questions about it, though, because they just launched with something like 10 or 12 cities and not a ton of experiences. So everyone's excited to see what's in store for that. Right. Uh, of course, they're expanding to 50 cities, they said, by the end of this year. And uh, it seemed like peer-to-peer uh, -peer dining as part of the experiences was a popular request. And they want to try to formalize that, you know, have it so one person can cook dinner for have a dinner party for 10 and everyone pays 40 bucks or whatever. And then you have this real in-home intimate dining experience versus going out at a restaurant. Yeah, that sounds really good. There's already a few platforms that do that, right? I think one's called Eat With. Yes. And at the uh, the Airbnb open a couple of years ago, they had they had partnered with one of those too. So we all could eat in different people's homes. So I don't know if they're going to continue that partnership or if they're just going to try to make it uh, in-house a uh, feature that they, they create themselves. Um, on a related note, they did talk about at this year's Airbnb Open there, an integration with Resi, which is a sort of competitor to OpenTable to do local restaurant reservations. So I think they're going to expand on that in a number of places. And I actually just read they became an investor in Resi. So they're uh, branching out and not just doing stuff themselves, but investing in other travel companies that are related to, to their to their focus. Mm -hmm. Right. Have you, have you created any experiences yet in uh, San Francisco? Or I have not, no. And I don't think individual hosts can just sign up and create and offer an experience right now. I think it's being highly curated. So Airbnb themselves are seeking out unique 
situations, whether it's some guy who's doing a, um, a special tour or has some special, uh, an artist who's making something in their gallery, but it's not like Airbnb, uh, where you can just, anyone can just add a room. Uh, you can't just suddenly offer a tour yourself. Airbnb is, is highly curating it right now. Interesting, because I, I actually do see, and I think this might differ f- for different cities, but on my Airbnb listing, and I'm, I'm I'm looking at right now, there is a type called experience hosting where I can create an experience, apparently. I haven't done it yet, so I, I don't know what happens. Maybe you can create it, and then they'll they'll contact you or something, and they'll they'll go through the experience and see if it's suitable. I, I don't know. But there's a, there's definitely a button on my Airbnb listing here written in Amsterdam. Well, go for it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's there's only one way to find out. Yeah, that in destination experience though seems to be a big focus uh, for this year with the experiences in general, whether it's a tour that's just a few hours or a tour that lasts multiple days um, or the peer to peer dining experience. Uh, they also seem to have a focus on putting some meetups in where they can connect travelers that are in the same area, having them be all, you know, able to get together and hang out. Uh, one, one quote of his too was machine learning to build a better virtual assistant. So it seems like they're working on, on creating a virtual concierge of sorts that will make targeted recommendations to the guests. Mm, that sounds very cool. I see Airbnb designed hotels. That's an interesting one. And then somebody wants to have an Airbnb on Mars. <laughs> and Brian Chesky's response to that was working on it, not joking. Yep. <laughs> so that, that, that would be cool. cool. Well, it's cool if you can stay at an Airbnb on Mars, but the question is, how do you get there? I mean, Airbnb also is, is planning to get into the, uh, the travel space, right? In, I mean, the, uh, the flights. Yeah, exactly. So maybe Airbnb will offer a flight to Mars and then an accommodation on, on Mars as well. Uh, yeah, they're really, they're really kind of shooting, shooting for the stars, no pun intended, with uh, some of their expansions that they announced at the Airbnb Open and flights being one of them and rental cars being another, who knows what exactly that's going to look like. Are they actually going to have their own airline? Are they going to partner with another airline? Uh, it seemed like in the, in the Twitterverse, in the conversations, he almost made an unnecessary dig, in my opinion, at, uh, some of the longer standing travel companies like Amadeus and, and Galileo. He said, uh, the reason tools are so bad is they have to connect to a 1970s GDS software system. GDS is global distribution system. Uh, and these are big companies that, that, uh, you know, kind of power the likes of Expedia and Kayak and they're very tech savvy. And he's, uh, it seems like he's almost going to battle with them right away. So mm. we'll see how flights and rental cars take shape and if he can uh, walk the walk. Yeah. It'd be nice though. So you can basically just book everything on the Airbnb platform. You don't have to go anywhere else. Yes, hence their uh, hopes of being a lifestyle brand. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else uh, that you saw that you, you think is worth mentioning? Uh, some, maybe finally some uh, host tools. We haven't really talked about that, but there are some improvements for hosts. Uh, one thing he commented was a landlord integration tool. Not exactly sure what that means, but for those hosts that uh, where there's a landlord-friendly operation, uh, having some more integration and communication with the landlord uh, he mentioned improvements to dynamic pricing, which is uh, always a, a hot area to talk about. 
and also a host supply store, which would be interesting. I, I'd love for there to be a Airbnb store where as a host, there's products that I can buy that would uh, help my guests out. Yeah. Absolutely. And I wonder if uh, if you can get those products for free, because I'm sure there's, uh, isn't there this thing called product placement, you know, where companies like big brands, they uh, they want their products to be placed in, in places where that, that see a lot of traffic, um, especially as if, if it's if it's the type of traffic that will be interested in their brand. Absolutely. That's a very clever idea. I know that uh, Tuft and Needle uh, the mattress company, they had done a free giveaway uh, of their, their mattresses to some hosts last year because they wanted uh, guests. In theory, the host would be promoting that mattress to the guests. And now all the guests are trying out a tuft and needle mattress. So right. I think there's a lot of opportunity for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's not a bad idea because, uh, you know, if you have a full-time Airbnb, you, you know, you might have uh, up to maybe like, let's say like, 50 bookings a year or maybe even 60 70 bookings and let's say you have four people that's like 200 250 people who try out your mattress that's exactly. quite a lot of people and then also yeah. it's like it's it's very highly uh you know if, if a host if you give the host a free product and the host en enjoys using that product then he's really going to recommend it to the guests as well right so it has there's a lot of value there Exactly. Whether it's sheets or a mattress or coffee or umbrellas here, it's raining hard in San Francisco now. They really can run the gamut of what they can be uh, offering right. to tourists who, who need something while they're on vacation. I see, uh, I see an interesting suggestion here. Full boss experience. Book home, black car pickup, private chef, in-home massage, private trainer in one swipe. <laughs> nice. That sounds fun. Awesome. I see somebody talking about car rentals as well. You can rent your car through Airbnb. That would be useful. Yeah. Lots of lots of interesting ideas. Host, I can't emphasize how important it is to share recommendations of things to do or eat near your listing beforehand. Your guests won't have to go through TripAdvisor, Foursquare or Yelp. They won't have to scratch their head and think about possible places right in the moment. I've been using Hostfully to create an online and printable guidebook to show my guests my favorite coffee places in Amsterdam. They use my recommendations and I'm getting fewer questions from my guests as a result. I've also included screenshots of my guidebook on my Airbnb listing as a way to differentiate my listing from others. So make your own guidebook at hostfully.com pad. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to the next uh, topic for today which is let's talk about an article that came out on yahoo on finance it's called the big reason why airbnb terrifies the hotel industry well first of all let's talk do you think the hotel industry is worried about airbnb sure uh lots of hotels say they aren't but of course they are uh they keep creeping into their space and they have more accommodations now by far than any other hotel so uh, they're, you know, they're here to stay and, and playing in that hotel space. And, and of course they're a major player now. Right. That's, I agree. And this article came out just a few days ago and, uh, which is interesting because it shows lots of, lots of graphs and lots of numbers, which is, which is always interesting. And, uh, it compares the number of listings to all the big hotel chains. So Airbnb has 3,150,000 
listings right now. And are those all active listings? Or I, I don't know if they count all the the listings that aren't really active in the in that number. But at least over three million, that's that's a lot of listings. And it's been growing very quickly over the last few years. Yeah, there's always questions about how that data gets gets scraped and, and might count what people call zombie listings, listings that were put up for like the Super Bowl here in San Francisco last year and then never taken down. So it's not a real listing, uh, but it's still on the website. So not exactly sure where that number comes from, but no matter where, it still is a lot. And at three times the amount of uh, the Marriott, it's, you know, even if some of them are bogus listings, it's still clearly the leader. Yeah, it's it's three times the Marriott, and I guess Marriott is the biggest uh, hotel company in the world. Well, I guess Airbnb now is. Well, they're not really a hotel, but it says Hilton has eight hundred thousand. That's a lot, though. Eight hundred thousand rooms in Hilton hotels around the world. Mm-hmm. Wow, there must mm-hmm. be a lot of Hilton hotels. <laughs> IHG is up there. Wyndham, Choice, Hyatt. But those are all uh, much smaller. So, yeah, I guess that is something to be uh, be worried about. The next graph shows a, sur- a survey on you know where people would be staying if they wouldn't be staying in an Airbnb. So they've asked people if if Airbnb didn't exist, you know, where would you stay? And then forty three percent answered mid skill hotels. So I guess that's sort of the the niche within the hotel industry that should be most worried about the Airbnb uh, concept. Yes, right now at least, because uh, oftentimes you can find a more affordable accommodation on Airbnb. So people who who would stay at a a mid-scale hotel would choose Airbnb instead. Uh, And upscale, a lot of the upscale hotels say, oh, we're not worried about Airbnb at all. But still, I think that those numbers are going to change as well as Beyonce and Mariah Carey and all these celebrities post thank you Airbnb after they stayed in a $20 million home that was on Airbnb. There's a lot more upscale accommodations that are appearing there as well. That's true. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Because right now it's only 4% of Airbnb guests that say that they would sh- they would stay at the upscale hotel. But uh, that, that can change. One other thing I found interesting with that was it, this report. It said that one third of the listings are private rooms, uh, implying that the other two thirds are complete homes. And Airbnb's original model, you know, from the roots of Brian Chesky and Joe Gebbia's first uh, Airbnb listing was it was an extra room in their home. And they really pivoted to the home away VRBO model. And they've gotten a lot more listings that are just complete private units. And, and not a lot of people realize that, I think. And, and, and here it says the majority of their listings are actually private accommodations. Right. Okay. So it's because uh, I always actually, I always thought that there was more private rooms than, than entire apartments. That's not what this report says. This, this mm. report says one third are private rooms and the rest are whole apartments or homes. That is interesting. That is interesting. So right now, Airbnb is valued at $30 billion, it says, which makes it the second highest valued uh, startup uh, after Uber. That's a, that's a lot, $30 billion. And here's another question for you. Like, There's always been this talk about Airbnb going for the IPO. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, well, clearly they're positioning themselves for that. Uh, I know they hired a CFO, I think, last year uh, who has experience in that area to get them ready for that. But I think a bunch of regulatory issues need to 
uh, play out first. So some more, hopefully things are settled here and taken care of in San Francisco for a while. Uh, we'll see what happens in New York, but all, all around the world, I think over this year, they'll, they'll see how those regu- regulations take place. Uh, and also they just launched experiences. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, and then, and then once things are a little more steady, I think they'll be in better shape for an IPO. Another interesting uh, fact in this report is that they say 17% of Airbnb listings are available 360 plus days per year, 60% over 270, and 78% over 180 days. And that's interesting because you know a lot of cities have adopted regulation around Airbnb where you can only rent out for 60 days or 90 days or 120 days so it's interesting to see that 78% so the vast majority of Airbnbs are are available over 180 days a year yeah there there's i think a lot of problems with those numbers first of all when you say a lot of cities have i'm i'm actually curious how many cities if anyone has a running tally anywhere, because in terms of the number of cities in the world versus the number of cities that actually have regulations, it's probably just really a handful. They just get all the press, uh, like right. San Francisco and, and New York. Uh, it also didn't talk about what types of listings those were. So are they private? Are they private rooms? In uh, but it, but a shared home, uh, in which case, sure, someone has an extra bedroom and they're renting it out 360 days a year. Uh, they're not necessarily taking a whole apartment off of off of the market, which is a lot of the concern in some cities. Right. Yeah. But that was only that was 33 percent. And and then another thing they they said related to that, supplementing that data, the report found that around 40 percent of the listings in the 10 major cities tracked by the report have hosts with multiple listings. And that's kind of implying that they have multiple addresses. And uh, I know many people like myself, for example, who have one address, but multiple listings. Like I have an extra room when we're here that we rent out. And then when we go on vacation, we rent out our whole home. Uh, so they don't take that into account when they do some right. of this. Got it. Data. All right, let's jump to the next topic. Uh, there's an article on Skift that talks about the prices for Airbnb accommodation and hotel rooms uh, in Washington, D.C. around the Trump inauguration. And they're showing some pretty crazy numbers there. I'm looking at it right now. The average for January 18th to 23rd, um, the the property average on, on Airbnb is 850 $58 versus between January 11th and January 16th, because the inauguration is on the 19th. Um, and, and the week before that, it's only $200. So it's a 4x increase, which is quite extraordinary. Yes, that is outrageous. Uh, but the hotels are probably gouging people even more. So Airbnb hosts are, are finally getting a little smarter. Uh, one thing that I remember the hotel industry, going back to your question earlier about if the hotel industry is worried about Airbnb, uh, one thing that it stopped them from doing is being able to gouge 
uh, tourists during big conferences and, and events going on uh, because of the, the huge supply that Airbnb brings. Uh, so Airbnb hosts are getting a little bit smarter. I'm curious to see uh, on Inauguration Day how many listings are still available. Right. Uh, anecdotally, last year here in San Francisco for the Super Bowl, everyone was like, oh, I'm going to charge an outrageous amount of money. And there were all these new listings. And it actually ended up there were a lot of open listings because the, the supply got so large. Everyone thought they were going to make a killing that a lot didn't go didn't go booked. So right. we'll see how things uh, happen in the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, once once it gets some publicity that you can charge a lot of money for these events, then people uh, get interested, and uh, and suddenly you see a lot of supply. But it also it also kind of highlights the uh, the importance of uh, of adjusting your prices to uh, you know to demand, which still a lot of hosts don't do. So I'm sure you can get good deals if you're early, because some hosts they just charge the same price for every single day in the year. Mm-hmm. So there, I'm sure there's, uh, you know, who knows? There might still be uh, a few deals out there. All right, the the last topic uh, that we'll get into is Airbnb dives into live 360 video on Twitter and Periscope. It's an article in the atweek.com. Uh, honestly, I haven't really read the article uh, extensively, but uh, and I don't know, I don't understand exactly. I, I heard of Periscope. Um, do, do you know much about this? Uh, it's kind of like the new Facebook Live and, and Twitter Live as well, where it's just uh, allowing people to, you know, kind of live broadcasting. Uh, and this is with 360 degree as well. So it's taking the live broadcasting one step further. Okay. But is there is that a special type of video, like 360 degree? Like you can see... You know, you can see all around because I, I know you can do these pictures now on Facebook where, you know, instead of just seeing a picture, you can actually, you can move the picture and you can, you know, you can see what's around it. Uh, yes, exactly. And on a, on a related note, uh, some hosts who are listening to this would look into Matterport, which allows you to take 360 degree film of your home and then you can put that up on your listing so people can get like a nice virtual tour of your right. place. It's, it's real popular for rentals and sales as well and it's getting more popular yeah. for vacation rentals. Talking about videos, wouldn't it be time for Airbnb to have a video feature on the platform where you can just record a video of yourself walking through the apartment and putting it up, that up in the instead of the picture gallery? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I don't think they do that, do they? No, I was I was wondering why not because you can you can upload a video on your profile, but nobody looks at the profiles. So uh, I don't know if that's very useful. But uh, I was thinking, I don't know, there must be a reason why they haven't done it yet. Maybe it has to do with uh, with the loading speed of the website or something. I don't know. Maybe. But um, as far as this uh, live 360 video stuff on, on Twitter and Periscope, they they have a schedule for free video follow, so you can tune in. There's a, one session is called Cameroon Fusion in London. Users will witness firsthand how to cook a Cameroonian feast with Airbnb host Kareen Friday, January 6th. So this is this is actually a few days ago. Um, but, uh, but anyway, it seems like they they're uh, going to do more of these so when you're a host and you're you you have a party you, you know you, you hold a dinner or something you uh you record it live on uh on periscope or twitter and then i guess airbnb uh will promote it there's there's a, a small contradiction in that their big focus is on 
experiences and living there. And now they're kind of taking those experiences and bringing them to people who aren't there. Right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's, uh, that's pretty funny, actually. Well, I think we're, we're already been talking for uh, almost 30 minutes. So uh, I think that's it for today. So that went by very quickly. We Before we started recording, we were discussing uh, how many articles we, sh we should uh, prepare. Um, but um, my experience is once you start talking, time flies. Anyway, so thanks for tuning in, uh, David. Uh, I uh, hope to see you again uh, next week. Jasper, that was a blast. Let's do it again. All right. Sounds good. So for all the listeners, uh, every Thursday from now on, we'll, we'll have one of these uh, news episodes uh, live for you. And of course, the regular episodes on Monday uh, will also be there where it's the old model interviewing people, hosts, co-founders of, uh, of apps, etc. So uh, tune in on, uh, on Monday as well. And hopefully we'll see you uh, next week. Thanks for listening and uh, have a good one. Bye bye. Airbnb hosts in the US who want to maximize their profit, pay attention because Everbooked can help you do this. Everbooked provides nightly optimized pricing, a comparison tool that shows you where your competition is at, and a market reports tool that gives you the bigger picture and tells you where the best places are to invest. Sign up now for Everbooked and use code GPFYP to get the first three months for free. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.